Makers on WMNF with Janet and Tom, a weekly conversation with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. Handling the board for us today is troublemaker John Dunn. Uh, if you would like to join our conversation today, Irene is standing by to take your calls. You can call her at 813-239-9663, and Irene will get you through to us. You can also email us at dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Today's guest has been making good trouble for years as president of the Hillsborough branch of the NAACP. Yvette Lewis was one of our guests, one of our first guests when we started this show a year and a half ago, and we talked mostly about the challenges the black community was facing in Tampa. But today we are widening our discussion to the entire state. Welcome to Wavemakers Yvette. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity, Janet and Tom. It's great to have you here, Yvette. Um, and Yvette is also a member of the WMNF family. She serves as one of our board members. Um, last week, we came to you um, uh, with a fun drive. We were uh, shy of our goal. We still need to raise another $1,000 for Wavemakers. So go ahead to WMNF.org and hit the tip jar and make a donation. We would really appreciate it. We are continuing to get uh, contributions, and we would like to thank a couple of them that came in after last week's show. We want to thank uh, Anonymous in Tampa for a $50 contribution. And we would like to thank Karen in Ohio for her $210 contribution. We have listeners all over the country. That's Dan. right. And so if you want to make a donation, again, go to WMNF.org and hit that tip jar. You know, um, Governor Ron DeSantis has been making persistent attacks on what he calls wokeism. Mm. Woke. So we would like to hear a little bit from Ron DeSantis. This is him at his, after, him. his victory speech after he won uh, re-election. This is such a central part of his, his campaign for president, mm -hmm. his, his, uh, his uh, uh, tenure as governor. Here's what he has to say. We reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. That's our governor uh, attacking woke ideology. Um, we should probably talk about what it means to be woke because Yvette has some thoughts on that. But first, I wanted to read to you what the governor's own general counsel, Ryan Newman, said under oath in the case involving our state attorney, mm -hmm. Andrew Warren, when the general counsel was asked to define woke. Ron Newman said, Ryan Newman said, woke means the belief there are systemic injustices in American society and the need to address them. Well, here's the rub. DeSantis doesn't believe there are systemic injustices in the country. So, um, that we have seen um, with the governor's loyalists in the legislature attacks on vulnerable communities mm -hmm. in this state. We now have state laws that restrict how black history can be taught. 
we have laws banning books based on a single parent's complaint. Yes. Even books like The Bluest Eye. Mm -hmm. They're trying to shut down drag shows under the guise of protecting children, and they're restricting medical procedures for minor trans kids. What are you going to do about this event? Well, what we are doing is sounding the alarm here in the state of Florida. So um, our state conference talked about a travel advisory and we took it to the national and the national came out and said, hey, there is too much going on in the state of Florida and we need to advise people of their rights before they come. So that's why our national came out and stand and took a stand against what is going on. And so we issued a travel advisory. But this whole woke ideology that Governor DeSantis is putting out there, it, he contradicts himself a whole lot. Because you also know that they put in the Parents' Bill of Rights. So if you pass a law about the Parents' Bill of Rights, and if I go to the schools and say, hey, I want my child to learn African-American history, but I don't have no rights. Those rights are only one way, I guess. Yeah. So and, is that a right or a wrong? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I know one of the things that the uh, NAACP is doing right now is uh, organizing a statewide 15-city bus tour mm -hmm. called the Stay Woke Tour. Yeah. 15 cities, and it's coming to Tampa today. That is correct. Tell us about the event that people could attend. So it's called the, uh, the John Lewis Make Good Trouble Bus Tour. And that's what we want to people to come out and let their voices be heard and get a strong education component when it comes to what's going on here in the state of Florida to hear what the people are saying and what they're and how we can galvanize and organize and mobilize each other to counteract and overcome all the restraints that this governor is putting on us. So this bus tour is coming to Tampa today at six o'clock. It'll be at Cyrus Green Park and that's 2101 East Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. Right down the street from this station. That is correct. And so we have three buses coming here. And we have um, some dynamic attorneys, civil rights attorneys that are going to be on those buses. And they're going to present a lot of information. And we want people to let our, we want everyone to see what we're experiencing here in the state of Florida. So, yeah, this, this bus tour is going from Jacksonville, Tallahassee, mm -hmm. Gainesville, Ocala, Leesburg, Orlando, already done all of those cities Yeah, here in Tampa tonight, and then headed down to Sarasota and south and then back up to St. Augustine. So a huge circle around the state hitting every major city in the state. That is correct. And so we are welcoming everybody to come out and be a part of this and understand what is happening? Because if we don't show the rest of the United States on what we are experiencing and what we're enduring and the hardship that this man has inflicted upon this state, we need to show them what we are doing. So 
And hopefully he won't be the next president, you know, so yeah. we can understand some of these votes. So but we want to encourage everyone definitely to come out. It starts at six o'clock. We are having, um, like I say, uh, education, how to do voter registration, um, what to do about voter registration. They've put so many restrictions on it. But you know what? We have to keep going and keep and press through all of the stuff that he has endured. I want to read an email we've got um, from someone who says, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, but no rights make a wrong. Very good. Thank you go. very much. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want to join our conversation, you can email us at dj at wmnf.org or uh, call us at 813-239-9663. We're here with Yvette Lewis of the Hillsborough branch of the NAACP. Um, and we're talking about right now the uh, Stay Woke bus tour that will be in Tampa tonight at 6 o'clock. Now, you know, um, this anti-woke thing that the governor has mounted and is being supported by a lot of Republicans is getting national attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a clip that we wanted to play. Uh, Rachel Maddow has a new uh, podcast out called Deja News, where she looks at uh, how uh, history drives what's going on today. That is correct. What was going on right now is, is... is a reactionary mm-hmm. thing. So let's just play a little clip from this podcast where she is talking about uh, the situation that we're having now. And it's related to the Johns Committee investigations of the 50s and the early 60s, which targeted homosexuals, communists, Marxists. Mm-hmm. So let's hear that clip. The agenda Ron DeSantis has pursued in Florida is often talked about in terms of his presidential ambitions, that he's creating a record of scorched-earth right-wing policies to sell to Republican primary voters across the country. But for the people who live in DeSantis's Florida, what he's doing is no abstraction. It's not about slogans and campaign ads. It's their lives. You have a lot of parents who are very fearful for their children, especially LGBTQ parents. They have expressed that they have to move or they're going to move because they don't feel like their child is safe here. State Senator Chevron Jones represents North Miami-Dade County. We have black parents where I represent the largest black district in the state. Many of them are asking, are we going to have to start teaching African-American studies ourselves? Uh, are we going to have to task our churches in doing it? Uh, what is Governor DeSantis doing? Why is my, my history not important? We run the risk of an entire generation being raised in a state where they do not feel seen, heard, or what do you think, Yvonne? Is that pretty much an accurate description of what we're experiencing here in Florida? Because for some people out in the other parts of the country, this is just, uh, they're not even really sure what's going on in this state. So what makes my history so minimum as opposed to rest? So, you know, we've also heard the governor say, you know, it makes people feel guilty. It makes people feel some kind of way. Our history is not meant for you to feel guilty. It's meant to educate you on what actually really happened. And because if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're running into now. History is repeating itself. And no matter what, you can't hide from what has happened because it has happened and we need to continue to tell the story and tell the truth. So whitewashing our books 
to make y'all feel good or to make him feel good and putting them in the classroom, that doesn't help our kids. And But yet, you say kids have rights. Here we go again, the Parents' Bill of Rights. But you're whitewashing our books. So when you say, and we said this earlier, who is the people he talking about for the Parents' Bill of Rights? I'm confused because he contradicts himself. But then my mother always taught me not to question someone's faith, but this man gets up there and talk about faith. But then you condemn people. Because of who they are, what what is driving this? Uh, that because it just seems that we had, we had you know, after the George Floyd murder. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had ever had that many protests in this country spring up organically the way we did, and we did see some progress as a result of that. We did, and then the word diversity equity and inclusion was very heavy in every business, in every government entity. It was very heavy. It was very strong. And people called upon other people to how to strengthen it because they realized when they sat at the table, they saw no one with diversity at that table. And just a few years ago, Ron DeSantis' administration was pushing universities and colleges to make sure that they had uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion departments. Um, what has happened? Why? Why all of a sudden? I never thought I would see the day where somehow diversity, equity, and inclusion would be dirty words. That is correct. And um, I never, uh, well, you know what? History is repeating itself, you know, um, in the words of Fannie Lou Hamer, you know, we ain't, we all, and all of us are not free until, I mean, one of us is not free until all are free. We have got to do better. And DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, I'm going to call it by it is, because there are some people who voted for him. Governor DeSantis has decided, I don't want this group of people to speak here. And is it because it's, a political thing? I don't know. Is he placating to what people saying? Or is this what some people already thought of us? And when I say us, I'm talking about me, African-American people, the LGBTQ people, the immigrants here as well, because we are all in this together. And you, in some perverse way, he's uniting these, these groups that are often on their own politically, working for their own different causes. And now he is, he, he, there's common cause now among these groups, right? And the common cause is hate. Hate? Yeah, hate. And how do you push back against that? I would say there's an election coming up next year. Educate yourself. Go vote. You know not, not only are responsible for you going to the polls, but you have to take five people and they have to take 10. And then you circle back and take 20 more and they take 20 more. You have to go vote and take ownership of your neighbor, your family, of everyone. Go vote. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. We've got Mike in Sarasota is on the line. We're going to take your call in a second. Mike, if you would like to join our conversation, you can call 813-239-9663 
or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. Mike, you are on on the air. What's on your mind? Well, thank you for taking my call. I uh, note that you, one of your questioners just mentioned the demonstrations after the George Floyd incident in, 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 uh, in 2020. And so what I'd like to, and I know that yesterday in your reporting about the Black History ex- Exhibit, you mentioned the BLM protests. So here I have a, uh, I would like to point out this. During those demonstrations in Tampa, a champ's sporting store was burned to the ground. Now, so far as I know, no black person was helped by this. In fact, some may have lost their jobs. Some may have lost a place to shop. So my question for the lady from the NAACP is, are you willing, as a member of the NAACP, to condemn this act of violence? So, first of all, we don't condone violence. Um, we hold we hold everyone accountable for what they do. If you break the law, then you should be held accountable. So, what happened at Champs? They should have never. That should have never happened. Okay, that should have never ever happened. There was someone and prosecuted for that. Uh, yes, and you Warren, will never right? see the NAACP standing out there with a sign saying that. But let's go back to where and why we were there or why those people were there. Because the marching in the street was because of injustice that had happened. So the question is, do you condone the police officers who put their foot and kneel down on that man's knee? That's the question you need to ask yourself because we never condone violence. We never accept it. Well, hold on, Mike. Let's, let's, let's not talk over each other. Okay. For one second. So, uh, that has condemned, you condemn the Violence at yeah. that store, the the the, the um, arson that mm-hmm. occurred that night. There was one person who did it. There were no other acts of violence during the Tampa protests, mm-hmm. anyway. Now, Mike, you condemn the police action that led to George Floyd's death. I would condemn any actions that police brutality. Okay, here we go. So we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Look at that, bringing people together. Mike, thanks for your phone call. <laughs> Thank appreciate you, Mike. It. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, uh, we've also got Chris on the line. Chris, Chris from Clearwater, you're on the line. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, um, with black history that um, is allegedly being removed from the public schools, I can't find any evidence other than, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to know if any books in particular or curriculum has been removed, taken out, but what I can find is only that the the college board, which is a non profit organization, that their advanced placement college credit courses were not accepted by the Florida Department of Education on January 23rd. And of course, DeSantis supported that, but it was not his action that he took. He was being blamed for ruining for doing this on Black History Month. But um, he know, did it during Black History Month, though, didn't he? What I'm telling you is that he did nothing of the sort. Florida Department of Education rejected the College Board's African-American Advanced Placement for College Credits course for high school students to take for college credits. And they did so because it had things like uh, the teachings of Eduardo Bonilla Silva, who writes that if you live in a uh, racist society, then you cannot help but be a racist. So... I'm sorry, uh, I am still colorblind, but uh, things like that I, I can understand taxpayers do not want to pay for. And 
I want to understand. I want to know what are any of the Black History books or curriculum that have actually been removed because I can't find any. I can that, find let, okay, that's a good question, Chris. Right, let's have that uh, answer that. Thanks for the call, Chris. And well, I have more. I want to. Well, you know. well, wait. We're going to let some other callers uh, make their points. That you want to? Can you address that with some uh, specifics? So this is really great because let me tell you this. So when the College Board first came out and they talked about um, the the African-American history and they didn't want certain pieces in certain parts of our history. So they said, if we don't change it, then they'll take it. So guess what? They changed it. So let me tell you this. If slavery existed, it existed. You can take it back and say, hey, they were people who were actually working for a living, but it's still slavery. OK, so when the co- when it went back to the college board, they f- they correct. Well, not corrected. They changed it to fit the guidelines for the Department of Education and the Department of Education. OK, let's see. I do believe Governor DeSantis appoints that person. Yes, that's Okay, all right. So they've changed it to fix it. But guess what? Governor DeSantis stated he still wasn't satisfied with it. He wanted more change. So now when it came to the books, you have a simple book talk about Rosa Parks when it came to the Montgomery uh, uh, boycott. They no longer wanted it to say she sat in the front of the bus because she protested going to the back of the bus. They whitewashed it to say she politely took a seat down on the bus. All right. And if you were a black person back then, you don't politely take any seat. You're going to have to just take a seat. Okay, so don't wash down or whitewash or clarify or 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 um, color up our history to make you feel better. And when you say the governor didn't do it, it's the governor. He may not have put his hands on it, but he has touched it with his voice and he gave the blessings. We've got another caller on the line. We've got um, Steve in Largo. If you'd like to um, call, you can call 813-239-9663 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. Steve in Largo, you are on the line. Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for having one of the best call-in shows on WMNF. Um, I have you as co-champions along with the Sunday morning show from 8 to 10. Thank you so right much. Right on. Yes. Go hit that tip jar, Steve. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a self-described old white man, I must tell you, I'm terrified of many of my fellow old white men. I live in Largo and surrounded by Trumpers. They are definitely racist. They walk around with guns. And this is a middle-class neighborhood with attorneys, accountants, doctors. It's not Duck Dynasty, you know, Redneck City. <laughs> but yet, they've embraced de-Satan in lieu of their real hero, Trump. And de-Satan is definitely following a Mussolini-Hitler playbook and his, his censorship and indoctrination that via our schools is that he would like people to believe that, that slavery was voluntary, 
that Jim Crow was wonderful mm. and Martin Luther King didn't have to get his head beaten in to finally get the rights that were supposed to be guaranteed under the Emancipation Proclamation. So this is a scary, scary time. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, we talk about violence, and I go back to Malcolm X before his conversion, where he had said, if we don't use violence, they're just going to destroy us. Then he said, we've got to leave this country and have our own country in Africa. Then he changed again. But I'm scared of these people. I don't own a firearm. And I'm living as a coward. I don't, like, when they come around in my neighborhood, when I'm working in my yard, and they say, look at that black UPS driver, I'm going to jack him up. It used to be that I would say, no, you're not, because I'll stop you. Now I just mm -hmm. go in and call the police. Because I'm terrified of my fellow Americans. God help Florida. And you guys watch out because you never know who's listening. You never know what weird troll will target you. Just remember, this is a real war we're fighting against the South that never truly surrendered. And now the Confederates are in all 50 states. Yep. Steve, thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, Yvette, I wanted to, we had talked about voting and how important it is for people to register to vote mm -hmm. and to actually cast their ballots. Yes. Uh, but there have also been some laws um, passed by the legislature, signed mm -hmm. into law by the governor, that's restricting uh, or making it more difficult to vote, placing restrictions on the use of drop boxes, uh, requirements for voter registration groups. Um, a federal judge in March 2022 ruled the law was discriminatory. That that laws that that's now on appeal. Mm -hmm. What is your view of uh, what the legislature and the governor is doing regarding voting? So it sounds like to me someone's afraid of me casting my votes, and they are again suppressing the vote or suppressing the people so they can get their way. Sounds like to me um, just scare techniques or you know it also goes back to history because we talk about history right. we'll say where my mother tell the story that she had to recite the constitution you know and the in people, order to vote in order to vote and people had to count black folks had to count the marbles in the jar or the bubbles in the soap in order to vote okay so now you've put all these challenges on us today. But guess what? We still won't go out and vote. And we're just going to take more people and more people and more people. And you talk about John Lewis. Let's talk about Bloody Sunday. The Edmund Pettus Bridge in Montgomery, Alabama. This man, as a youth trying to cross that bridge, had a rock thrown and hit him in the head. So how are you going to erase that? How are you going to stop us from casting our vote when people have literally died for that? So when people say these challenges that they were placed on us, that they're placing on us now, I just say, let's just do it. Let's just do it. You know, I just saw a documentary on Fannie Lou Hamer and her master told her, her massa told her, when she went down to register to vote, told her, Fanny, you can't keep doing this. Fanny, you got to go get your name off that register because we don't want no trouble down here. 
And she looked him dead in his eyes and she said, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me and walked off. So at that point, when it comes to all of these restrictions, we're not doing this for the governor, governor DeSantis. We're doing this for us. We got to go vote. Because if we sit at home, then we're doing it for him. And, and we saw what happened. Um, uh, so last year, mm-hmm. uh, two incumbent county commissioners, Democrats, yes. progressives, mm-hmm. were defeated by two very little well-known Republicans. They're not well-known at all, mm-hmm. partly because Democrats didn't vote. Democrats didn't vote, but then also, too, you didn't give them a reason to go vote. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you can't continue to say there's an election today. Ah, they'll do it. No, give them a reason. We got to go. We got to have a reason. Let's go. Let's go to the polls and let's do it. Because let's take it back to the school board. We have a big issue going on here with Hillsborough County School Board. You got two school board members who are known Democrats and not looking at things that way uh, that the African-Americans have a voice. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Wave Makers on WMNF, and our guest is Yvette Lewis from uh, the Hillsborough branch of the NAACP. She's the president. Um, if you have any want to join the conversation, you can call us, 813-239-9663, or send an email at dj at wmnf.org. Our previous caller was talking about being afraid, that he actually mm-hmm. feels afraid with what's happening in Florida right now. Or do you Do you feel that way? Always. Always afraid? Always. You know, the most... A frightening thing, you know, I'm a a college graduate. Sitting in college, sitting in a classroom, and you got like probably like 100 people in that classroom and you're the only one that looks like me. That's being afraid. When you go to meetings and then you sit in a boardroom And there's only one person that looks like me, and that's me. That's being afraid. When you walk into a store and then you have someone just follow you just for no reason, that's being afraid. When you're riding down the street and these blue lights come behind you and you don't know what you did, that's being afraid. So when I say I go in the spirit of Fannie Lou Hamer, listen, Just do it. Just go. Because if you sit here and say, I'm afraid, then it will encumber you. It will take over you. You must continue to go and you must continue to fight. And you must fight until you can't fight no more. And when you can't fight no more, you tie a knot in it and you continue to fight. You go. Well, what would you tell Steve from uh, Sarasota, who we talked to, or Largo, who's afraid of his neighbors? He's afraid of his neighbors. He's afraid to keep fighting. He's afraid he's going to get shot. Don't go to your neighbors. Go to the next street over. Take these people to the polls. Start calling people. Hey, are you registered to vote? Register them. Let's go. Educate yourself. 
Yeah, the, the, I, I do want to go back to this issue of being woke because yeah. you have embraced the idea of being woke, mm -hmm. whereas the governor and many other Republicans, they talk about this all the time, you know, this woke mind virus. We can't be woke. This is where woke goes to die. But tell us what you think that means, being woke. Being woke is wake up, pretty much wake up. People, this man is telling you what he is going to do. Words of Maya Angelou, if someone tells you what they're going to do, you better believe them, okay? Mm -hmm. He is telling you what he's going to do, so wake up. He's telling us to, pretty much, he's sounding the alarm for us to wake up. So the, a, pre, a, a previous caller uh, raised the issue of, I don't know of any uh, history books that are being banned or subjects that aren't being taught. Uh, putting aside the uh, AP study course. But um, from what I'm reading, a lot of teachers and school administrators who are very concerned about losing their well-paid mm -hmm. jobs, it's, it's having a chilling effect. It's not necessarily that they're pulling history books off the shelves, but it may be that certain subjects are not being taught. What, I know the NAACP is sort of a magnet for the community. If they have concerns or complaints, they will come to you. What are you hearing from parents about that? So it's not parents. We have kids that says, I want to learn about my history. I want it to, um, I want to take this course in school. And they're not able to take that course. So it's not just parents. And so what it is, is that the parent, the kids went home and talked to the parents about it. And they said, why not? And so now the parents, they do reach out to us. And so we're looking into all of that. But when it comes to this, if it ain't, if it, if it's not being done, you tell me why there is a major publisher for a book that is suing the state of Florida because the that the state of Florida is trying to tell them how to word their books. And of course, the governor is also going around the country saying that the idea that Florida is banning books is a hoax. Mm-hmm. We're living here, so what's your thought on that? Well, it's a host that comes to fruition because we see it. These books are banned, and these books are um, being taken off the shelves. I mean, you go into the libraries, and the libraries are almost empty. Yeah. And, you know, people, pay attention to who's running for school board. Mm-hmm. And pay attention... Um, who has been indoctrinated to run for school board. Pay attention to who your superintendent is, or now I can say in Hillsborough County, or will be. So pay attention to what you're getting, okay? Because they come to us with shiny and beautiful things, but their mission is to conquer and destroy. And um, so... You have brought up the school board, and there's a couple of Democrats you're not happy with. But, of course, the governor is also targeting a couple of school board members mm -hmm. for defeat. He, he, he would like to get the Hillsborough School Board to be controlled by Republicans. Are you concerned about that at all? My, definitely major concern. 
um, with any school district, not just Hillsborough County, major concern because that is their way of infiltrating and controlling and condemning. Um, you know, eventually this governor here, the state of Florida, they really want to privatize education. You think that's the, the end game here? It seems as though it is that direction. Well, they need to control the education system to control the electorate. That's what it's all about. That is it. And so that's what they're doing. One of the things that um, is always stunning to me is that how much of this, I think, does not really reflect the majority of America. Mm -hmm. But it's been so many years that um, a certain, you know, that the Republicans have had control and they've passed laws to solidify their control and what they're continuing to do with um, what they're doing with the education system, that um, passing laws that solidify their control, basically. That's it. Um, uh, when, when it comes to the immigrants, and if they go to the doctor, they have to disclose all of their information. Um, uh, if they're an immigrant here or if you're here um, with a, a visa or a passport, they have to disclose all of that information. But if somebody is sick and in need, I thought we were here to take care of these people and take care of each other. Well, now, um, do you see any... Uh, I'm getting a sense that people are starting to push back. The bus tour is a good example. Right. Yes. Like I said, that there's a... This is this out of touch with the electorate. You look around and we see everywhere. We see black people, white people, Asian people on, on our TV and our pop culture. Everybody is together and living in harmony, gay. There's trans shows. There's in popular culture. It's all, it's all there that's part of our, mm -hmm. of our community and our culture and our lives. And it's only these politicians that seem to have a problem with it. But the problem is, is that, as I said, they've solidified their control. They get to keep on pushing their agenda. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening now in a way that's so scary in the other directions. It's shocking in, in many ways. Now, Chevron Jones, who we played a, a clip from him. We're gonna, I want to play another clip from that same Rachel Maddow podcast uh, because Chevron Jones is not only black and represents the largest black district in legislative district in Florida, mm -hmm. he's also gay. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's experiencing it from both sides. So mm -hmm. let's, let's play this. But he has a little bit of optimism. Let's hear this. Americans can only take a certain amount of extremism before it swings back. Because they are test, 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 test until they're like, wait, stop. It's, this is too much. And I think we're right at a breaking point to where Floridians... Americans want to get back to some type of normalcy. What do you think of that? Are you, are you, are, is, there, is there a reason to be optimistic perhaps as we move forward that if folks respond to your message to stay woke, so, that maybe there'll be some progress? Speaking um, from a black perspective that was raised from a, a true Southern Christian um, black strong woman, you know, my mother, um, sometimes people have got to fall down in order to get up. So when people are at their lowest, that's when they get up and say, I have had enough. See, when slavery got to the point 
where people were being lynched just to be lynched. When slavery got to the point where people were just being tired of being in the field, that's when they said, I have had enough. And they rose up and they did something. See, the NAACP was created by 21 people, and the majority of them people didn't look like us. It, it looked like someone else. And those people, it was created because of lynching. When you have been down for so long, that's when you go and you get your strength and you stand up. And when we all rise up together, that's when we're going to conquer this beast here. And I think it's important to remember that period of lynching also occurred at the same time that Tampa put up a memorial to Confederates. Mm-hmm. And that memorial stayed up for more than 100 years. Mm-hmm. It was only after the, the death in Charlottesville during that terrible protest there that Tampa finally removed that Confederate monument from in front of the courthouse yeah. where I know I spoke to many African-Americans who felt like that was placed there for a reason, mm-hmm. as a signal that you're not wanted here. That is correct. And it took forever, though, to get rid of that thing. Mm-hmm. Did we make any progress with that? We did. We're slowly getting there. But then you can't take your eyes off the prize you got to stay and press on. And that's where, you know, black folks return to the churches and get their strength, get their faith and all this. So you got to continue to go forward, but you can't take your foot off. We're, we are resilient people that we cannot take our foot off the gas because once you, we celebrate, the devil is busy and they're creating other things. So, you know, the question comes, does the Klan exist? Yeah, the Klan still exists. It just comes differently. They have a suit on. They have a nice jacket, a nice blazer, you know. So it just comes in a different shape or a different form. So we just, so we have to continue to press on. And the main thing is, is when you get hungry, when you get hungry, by any means necessary, you're going to find a way to get you something to eat. Well, we've gone beyond the Klan. We had Nazis rallying in front of Walt Disney World just last week, mm-hmm. holding signs for Ron DeSantis. Now, there was a time we had a caller who asked you to condemn the, uh, the, the arson, the, the one case of arson that we had during Black Lives Matter. But what about that? Yeah. Yeah. And then them chanting, them destroying things, them saying all kind of things to us. See, it's okay for them to do it to us. And when I say us, black folks, it's okay for them to say we were protesting in the streets. But when they do it, it's a rally. It's a community gathering. So it's okay for them to do it. But when it comes to... It's a whole different game when it comes to African-American people. And we know that. And they know that. And that's why they create these absurd laws and create all of these things to run interference and roadblockers of us living our life to the, to the potential that God has given us. And then there's, this is Pride Month, and we have the Pride Parade coming up Saturday in mm-hmm. St. Pete. 
one of the largest in the country, and I know there's been some concern out there. Have you talked to members of the LGBT community? Are you in sort of organizing together with them in, in, in common uh, a goal here? We stand with them. Because now they're also trying to make, they're basically trying to outlaw drag shows mm-hmm. by trying to, to, to they, they will take away your liquor license if a minor is there. Uh, as if there's something inherently lewd and lascivious about drag shows. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? <laughs> Again, these are the same people who, you know, ancestors who paraded African-American people around as freak shows. So, you know, I don't expect anything. I mean, you know, sometimes it's in their bloodline, but, you know. The uh, the travel advisory issued by the uh, national NAACP made that connection that Florida's hostile not just to African-Americans, but also to mm-hmm. the um, LGBTQ community. And it, it says in their travel notice, Florida's openly hostile toward African-Americans people of color, and the LGBTQ plus individuals. Mm -hmm. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges uh, faced by African Americans and other communities of color. Um, They're coming out strong, bringing people together and and pointing out that it's it's way beyond just African Americans. Of course, our history uh, seems short sometimes when you're old like me. I'm old (laughs) enough to remember... When it was illegal for someone to dress in the clothes of the other sex, if a man was caught in women's clothing, they could be arrested for that. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was maybe fifty years ago, which is not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like we're going through a reactionary period here, where we make some progress? It's uh, one step forward, two steps back, or is it? Two steps forward, one step back. What's going on here? Yeah, I think um, we are. I think once we got, um, once they got the right to to marry, they they had to go in the room and figure out what else can I do to suppress these people. Once we got the right to vote, they had to go in the room. What else can I do to suppress these people? Once we started talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, they said, what else have I can do to go and to suppress these people? And now just having a pride display at a target is is prompting... I mean, a stock, a stock stalkers and to violence, drop. and it's, uh, it's, it's just bizarre to me. It is. And um, what well, harm are they causing? What harm? Because, you know, at one point they say two gay people couldn't adopt any children because that'll make the child gay. But what happened to all the children that were born to a mother and a father? I'm a little confused. Help me out. <laughs> that actually ended up being gay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused. So I'm just saying we just have to love people just, just to love people, you know, and just understand, um, you know, you worship who you worship. You walk, you walk the way you walk. You wear the color you wear. But we all belong here. And, you know, for you to say one don't belong or you to condemn or suppress for not. And then you go to church and sit there and you want to um, say a prayer. Wow. Yeah. 
In our last few minutes, let's go back maybe and talk a little bit about some of the things that we talked about the, when you were on our show a year and a half ago, touch base on some of mm-hmm. those. Um, the uh, police department just recently, uh, the mayor just recently tapped a new police chief. Tell us about that. You, that was a, had been a controversy um, with the, um, what happened with the last police chief that was not supported by the community. She did not last long. In fact, I think the day you were on our show, she was announcing that uh, Mary O'Connor was right. going to be, was yes. her choice to be police chief. Yeah. That didn't turn out well. No. You were not a supporter. Um, tell us, what, what do you think about what's going on with the leadership of the police department right now? Are you feel, do you feel better about that? You know, it, um, it's a little better, but they still have um, a ways to go. So it's not just with the African-American community, but there's a lot of... Um, turmoil within the organization. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got to clean up your house in order to go to clean up somebody else's house. So they need to understand and work some things out with all of law enforcement inside their home. Mm -hmm. And so the stories are out there, the people are talking, but um, they need to do this. So I do think um, this chief of police, uh, I'm going to give him the definitely the benefit of the doubt because he has been open to definitely having some open and candid conversations. So and so, you know, we've had a couple of issues that come through our office that they have addressed. Okay. And have you met with the, the new police chief? Yes, I have. And uh, so that's that's a good sign, I guess. Yes, it is a good sign. Huge th- step. Um, towards that right direction because um, before, um, we, after Dugan left, we didn't have all that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, we got a phone call. We've got Carl in Tampa who's on the line. Let's take that call from Carl. Carl, what's on your mind? Yes, uh, I just wanted to comment on the, uh, I guess, this LDG thing uh, and the alternative lifestyle that they're teaching and trying to indoctrinate children with that. Uh, I... I believe in the Most High Creator. Uh, Where do you believe that people are being indoctrinated? Well, I feel that when you're dealing with uh, children whose minds are are not stable and they're immature, uh, you're forcing a lot of those kids to go into an imaginary state uh, away from their natural uh, uh, existence, why they're here. So all of a sudden you're taking a, a boy child, taking him into the mindset of being... Um, something more or something different than what he's grown up to be. And the problem you have with that, you don't know the long-term effect of that type of teaching because each child is different, though they have the one balance in their thought process of being a child. So, Carl, you're, I, I appreciate the call. We don't have too much time left. I'm going to summarize your thoughts that you are a supporter of the the bands of the drag shows you're concerned about yes. kids seeing yeah um yes. do you have a question for Yvette though do you have a question for Yvette though Carl what? do you have a question what? for our guest Yvette Lewis well i mean you know i i'd like for them to uh, consider that consider the the long range effects because these children are so fresh and so innocent and when they're taken out of their natural thought processes you know we don't know how that's going to affect them Five years, ten years. Right. Well, you you, you have no clue. Well, let me say to a certain extent, Carl, thanks for the call. Drag is a fashion choice. I mean, Harry Styles wears 
dresses. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's a, I know there's more to it than that, but, but also I just feel like what's wrong with boys wearing dresses and girls wearing pants. It can happen. Um, the, uh, but thank you for the call, Carl. So we were talking more about what's going on in the city of Tampa. Mm -hmm. The, at that time, the citizens review board also was something that was being discussed um, in great detail and, mm -hmm. and giving that some strength in terms of oversight on the police department. How do you feel that that's resolved itself? We still have a long, long way to go. Um, uh, independent counsel, um, accountability, um, people to know that if they're in trouble or in distress, that they can go there and get a fair and a a fair understanding mm -hmm. process. And then um, police officers being held accountable should be able to, um, they sh we should be able to subpoena police officers to go there and give a report and, and, and justify or talk about mm -hmm. what actually really happened. If you feel like you ain't done nothing wrong, then why not? Go for it. And is that something that's ongoing or are you continuing that um, push for the Citizens Review Board to have a little bit more power in Tampa in terms of police Almost oversight? Definitely. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's an ongoing effort. Yes. And mm -hmm. any other initiatives? What about um, affordable housing in East Tampa and, and uh, attainable housing, workforce yeah. housing, whatever yeah, you want to call it, <laughs> a place where people can live and actually pay their rent? Yeah. You know, Tampa's too rich of a city to have too many people homeless and living and sleeping on sidewalks mm -hmm. and in the middle of byways. So Tampa's a rich city. So um, we need more um, housing for socially, economically challenged people here in the, in the city of Tampa. So um, we only have a minute and a half or so to go. So can you tell us again about tonight's event 6 p.m tonight at 6 p.m tonight at cyrus green park 2101 east dr martin luther king boulevard 6 p.m please come out there and make good trouble with us and um with the john lewis bus tour and it's called the stay woke florida Please come out and come and be a part of. If you have any questions, you can call our office. Uh, and that's uh, the NAACP, Hillsborough Branch, 813-234-8683. Yvette, thanks for being with us today. Always great to see you. Great to hear from you. And I love the way you continue to make good trouble. Yes. Irene, thanks for uh, taking answering the phones. John. Fine job on the board. Troublemaker John Dunn. <laughs> um, and, and don't, don't forget, if you haven't donated yet to Waymakers, please do so. Go to WMNF.org and hit that tip jar. We have about $1,000 more that we need to raise. And if you give 1000 you can get a people's paver on our patio. This is WMNF Tampa. Stop the Roof Depot demolition where the indigenous dominant.